We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio for Neil today. We will uh, talk some basketball recruiting, some other things going on in the uh, – college athletics landscape and world and whatever else suits our uh, our fancy over the next hour and change with you today podcast brought to you every single day by the oxford exxon highway six west in oxford you know about the lunch specials 569s couple couple sides uh bread any size fountain drink for you locally let them take care of dinner tonight with hot case chicken ribs and more they'll wrap it up call ahead ready to go can just uh run in pick it up quickly there at the oxford exxon remember the uh brookhaven and clinton areas they give you the homemade donuts every single morning. Stop in, have breakfast on them at those two locations. We've got a new location in Brookhaven. Hope you guys took advantage of the uh, grand opening specials there that were running all last week. Stop in if you're in the Brookhaven area there in uh, the new blue sky. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are uh, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you are uh, interested in, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, 662-257-1900. Guests will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He uh, owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy and uh, put your career and your life in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or uh, contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or on his cell phone, 404-973-9901. So I was just catching up this morning, Neil, about this uh, this Titanic submersible that's gone uh, dark somewhere deep in the ocean. Would you ever do that? I feel like I'm way too claustrophobic for something like that. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not claustrophobic necessarily, but when you get to 
hey, you have to get in something the size of a minivan and go two and a half miles into the ocean. I think I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I don't even like getting on crowded elevators. I don't. I don't like getting in the back seat of a car and people crammed in. I, I never enjoyed that to the point where I would skip stuff. So no, I would be a, a, a hard out on the whole Titanic thing. I, it would be fascinating to go see the Titanic, but it feels like I could probably Google the pictures and get enough of a, of a view to avoid that. There's some pretty good YouTube videos out there. We'll just check those out and see what they look like. Go, <laughs> yep. from, uh, go from there. Yeah. I mean, so you get, you're bothered even by like when all the media crams into the elevators to go down to the field after games. Hate it. That'll get you a little bit because I mean it. Sometimes it's it's twenty deep and you're kind of you're kind of tight in there. Yeah, I hate it when people. Hey, we can get three more on, right? I'm like, come on, just we waited five minutes. You can wait five minutes. See, my strategy is almost to get him in. I try to get in first and get in a corner. Because like that's my space, and I almost feel like I'm I'm more protected there. I'd rather do that than be in the middle where I've got people all around me. I want the walls around me. I don't know. Like I, I don't want people touching me from all sides. Just let me get in the corner, and that way I've only got one or two people that's actually connected to me at that point. Yeah, I can see that. It's like an airplane. I want a window seat always. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I want because wanna... I have a, because I have a I have an established area I can get against the window, and that's my space. Yeah. I don't, and an aisle actually might be worse than middle for me. There's something about the aisle oh. with people coming down. See, I like I can't stand it. I like the aisle because I can stand up. I can stand okay. up and I can walk. I mean, I'll I'll go to the restroom on a flight even though I don't need to use the restroom. I just want to get up and move for a minute. Don't like don't like being crammed into a window seat. My fear about a window seat. If I'm gonna be honest, people are gonna get upset. People, I've learned this is a triggering thing. So. I'm not judging, not not criticizing. I'm just passing along a real life thing. I can't get in the window seat without knowing who's coming. Because if you get in the window seat and you get a couple of people that are big, it's trouble. It's going to be a long flight. Get a little, little, little hemmed in. I mean, I have, I have, I have opinions about if you don't fit in a seat, you should pay for two seats. I, re- I really do, and I know that bothers people, and people get mad, and I will get somebody who says that I heard it his, usually his, but sometimes her feelings. I paid for the plane ticket. I paid for my You're seat. To your area, I, I think I have purchased, rented this amount of space. I guess that's true. You you are paying for your cocoon of area. I get this area. There's a certain square footage that is yours. In this case, square inches that is yours and that's yours. And if, if parts of you spill over into my space, my space has been invaded. (laughs) I, and, and, and to finish and to finish the, the thought it, to finish the thought yeah. if yeah, if yeah, you yeah. take that all the way if you are invaded you usually reserve the room to fight back and so that's my thing i, I think it's because i mean a 
thankfully I've, I've got a pretty good bladder, but two, it's because of the window seat, because you're having to really bother people to get out of the plane at that point. I don't, I can't tell you the last time I used an air, uh, an airplane restroom. I oh. mean, it's been 20 flights probably. Like I might not have done it in over a decade. I just, I mean, A, I mean, luckily I don't, I haven't gotten in a situation because I mean, if you have to go, you have to go. Yeah. But, and I guess some ways it's showing that I take a bunch of regional flights that you're doing a lot of stops. I mean, I've been to LA once, but that's the longest since you and I flew to Vegas for that rivals convention in like 2012 or whatever it was. I think the longest flight I've taken is to LA. So, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, nonstop to LA. I mean, whatever that is, that would be the, that'd be the longest. I guess, so, the, I mean, most times you're just there a couple hours. Yeah. Now. I took the, we, we flew to Vegas through Detroit in December. So Detroit to Vegas was a long flight, <laughs> but it was at night. And I think I slept actually, actually I watched a movie or something. I don't remember, but I didn't bother anybody. And the plane wasn't completely full. So I had space. I actually had a row to myself, which was amazing. Snide says 20 flights in over a decade. Chase, you need to travel more. Well, I probably do need to travel more. There's no doubt about that. Um, and now, I mean, trips, not flights. I mean, I've been on more planes than that. But, yeah, that's probably about right. I mean, I, I don't know that I, I – I probably don't average more than two plane trips a year. That's that's for sure. Correct. I used to, I mean, but I don't now. I mean, considering what we do, and we don't really have to fly anywhere. Like, I was looking at – like, this football season, there's – Nowhere to fly unless you flew to Athens, which seems relatively pointless. Um, there's nowhere to fly. I guess with basketball, if they get good enough where they start playing meaningful games, I might fly to a basketball game or two. But we don't. We just don't travel. Mm-hmm. When I say we, my wife and I, because there's really no time and <laughs> can't afford it right now. And the kids are in school and stuff, so I, I don't travel much either. I mean, I did that trip to to Vegas with Tyler and them because uh, Rain sponsored it. Created a lot of angst from people who said, you have no business going on this trip on National Signing Day. Um, it turns out it's perfectly fine. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – it's, I, tra- I don't travel much either. I don't, I don't fly a lot. So – to wrap up the Titanic thing, um, again, they're in a thing about the size of a minivan. And it's five people. It's a pilot and then four other people on the plane. They're calling it a tourist flight, but this company is charging – I was reading a story this morning from one of the newspapers. And they're charging $250,000 for a seat. Um, so it's not exactly just, hey, go down and, and, and grab a ticket on on your on your trip. Um they said some people in the past, as they've done these things, have literally taken out second mortgages on their homes to take to to, to do it. Um, I don't know that I care about Titanic anywhere near that much. God, I'd hope um, not. Um, Jason says, is there any way to get rid of this stupid heart icon? What are we talking about? What is the heart icon? Uh, uh-huh. I do not see anything on my page. Um, then... They said that there's there's one like Canadian explorer or somebody on the trip, um, and they, in theory, have enough um, first aid or air, or whatever you want to call what they need to survive for four to five days. But that they're the worry is that whatever the rescue mechanism device is, it might not get as deep as they are, depending on how far they have gone down to this point that they lost 
communication about an hour and 45 minutes into, uh, into, uh, into the trip. So I don't, I don't know where that stands right now, but I, I, I just, I, I guess I got to thinking about it and I let my head sort of wander and went from claustrophobia to, I just can't imagine being deep in the ocean waiting or not waiting on something to happen before you essentially die of starvation. Like I'm just, or air or whatever it is, or not wouldn't be starvation. It would be oxygen. But, oxygen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Kind of my head went, wow, mm, I don't know. No, uh, no, it's just especially not. Especially when you pay, yeah, you, you pay $250,000 for that. I'm not sure they could pay me $250,000 to do it. Oh. I would have a real fear. I'd have to get over a real fear of that. Yeah, I, that's. It's the darkness. It's the depth. It's, it's, it's somebody set up in the stream. It's the, 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 the fish with teeth and all the. Things. I mean, it, it was Jeffrey's line for years on the podcast. There are still monsters. We just have names for them now. Monsters do still exist. Um, <laughs> there are things in the ocean and the rainforest that are absolutely monsters. You're invading. No about that. You're invading their home. Yeah. And like I said, when you invade, if they get a little agitated, it's not their fault, is it? Like, I mean, just not a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, Sammy's saying that, I mean, it's the, the really sad and tragic part of this. If there's any breach at all, the pressure would explode the, the device because of the, the depth that you were you were in. Um, so. I, I get the obsession with that ship. It's the unsinkable ship. They did the movie, and people have talked about the movie. and There's so many ways that it was avoidable. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's plenty of pop culture relevance to understand why it's con- it's connected and how she could have let leo up on the on the on the on the raft and she didn't i'll never understand that part of it it's like well he's right there there's room just get on but, she's close to like your mount rushmore movie assholes isn't she like yeah she's way at the top <laughs> she's horrible He does everything Kate in the world. In Titanic and, and Jenny from Forrest Gump. That's Neil's oh. power, power too. Jenny's so bad. And and sometimes Adrian, even though she occasionally redeems herself. You can't tell a fighter he can't win. Well, he's won he multiple. Can't. He's won the world championship several times. There's a decent chance that he could win. And she looks at him and goes, you can't win. And he's like, I beat Apollo Creed for the championship and you didn't come. You wanted me to. This might be a record. We've been in the off season for a month, and that was our first Rocky reference. It took until June twentieth. I, I am I am impressed right now. He took the heavyweight champion of the world to fifteen rounds. They both had to go to the hospital, and she wants him they to did. quit that and become a meat packer. Incredible. Just to, I mean, no support at all. That's a complete lack of belief. And then when he's he keeps going. She, I, he, she, uh, she doesn't think he can beat Clubber Lang. Certainly doesn't think he can beat Ivan Drago, which was a fair thing to think because Drago appeared to be unbeatable at the time. But there was just never a belief system in him. She, he always, even when he went out to Russia to train, she didn't show up till like a week later. Like, hey, I kind of felt bad, Rock. You think? You can make the argument his training was better before she got there. 
He had more like she wasn't a distraction, so to stay in America. Yeah, I mean, he was out there out racing cars and stuff in the in the snow, and I mean, Rocky never looked better than he did in about a week before that flight. So, well, and then the, the line that gets me in Rocky Four is, I know you guys hate us, um, is <laughs> Paulie's like, "What about the Rose Bowl game?" I say, it drives me nuts. Did they play it in January? Like, was it on Christmas? You're home by like the twenty seventh. What are we worried about? Yeah. you're going to get to see USC play Michigan or whatever the hell it was. Oh, you're going to be what home in plenty of time. The game's not for another week. What about the Rose Bowl game? It's like the fight is on. I, I realized that the kid aged 14 years while you were gone, but the fight was on Christmas, okay? So and how pissed off would you be as a journalist? Hey, we're sending you to Moscow for Christmas to cover a fight. Ah, oh, damn it. What? You're almost wanting someone to get injured at that point. I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah, at the height of then, too. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to a garden spot. You're going to Moscow during the Cold War. Just FYI, have a good time, enjoy. And the and the Russian officer comes down and yells at Drago during the fight, and he picks him up and lifts him up in the air. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened. That they 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 went a little too far on that one. I still haven't seen the latest Creed. It's good. It's it's really good. I watched it again the other day when I was uh, running. It was not as good. It was not as good on a second viewing as it was the first time in the theater. Is that just because it's theater in the first time, or did, did you find like holes that you did not anticipate? I think I felt found some flaws that I didn't like, but it was it was okay. Really? Yeah, it was okay though. I, it was good. I mean, he's a fantastic. So, did you look past them the first time because you were just in the moment and letting it be rocky? Maybe so. Maybe so. And it's just different. It's a different Rocky because there's no Rocky. Well, good point. Yeah. I have a real fear where they're trying to take the Creed series. I'm hoping not. But watching it again, the way that it ended, I'm like, yeah, that's what they're doing. Oh, you don't think it's over? No, I I, I think another spinoff is coming around another character. And I don't think it will. Really? I don't think it will be super popular. Okay. There is something to like when it gets out of the hands of whoever like had the keys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of it being a being an issue. I mean, that absolutely is a thing. It's just so far you can take something. It's like all these people that are wanting Ted Lasso spinoffs, and I get it. But man, you can really water it down. I mean, a Ted Lasso without Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso is not going to be the same show. And maybe you can pull it off. But if you don't, you watered it down. It's like there was a thing at the end of uh, The Last Dance. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Where Michael Jordan admits that if they'd given him a chance to come back to go for seven, that they would have. And Jerry Reinsdorf kind of talks about how they looked at it and said, no, it's time to rebuild. If Michael Jordan comes back to the Bulls, if they run it back one more time and they don't win, they go out walking off the, the court as losers, 
Do we view that team the same way? Maybe. But there would be that context. Indiana got them or whoever. And Indiana damn near got them. Yeah, if you go, hey, you went six for seven. Didn't get the last one. Oh, how Jordan ended his Bulls. Well, he lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Eh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. The that's, armor comes off. That's part of the Pistons' legacies. The Bulls caught him, and then it was over. I don't know. Just kind of, it was kind of interesting to me to listen to that, and I was thinking about it, watching it. Like, what? How would, there's a romanticism to the way that it ended. They won it. Then they had a meeting where they said, hey, this is it. And everybody wrote their thing and talked, and they put it in the thing, and they lit it on fire, and they walked out. That was it. That, that's kind of a really... If you think about it, for a guy film, that's about as romantic as it gets. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their piece and said their thing, and there were tears shed, and a bunch of guys who'd been through it together walked out of the building and went their separate ways. That was pretty cool. Related, but completely different. It's one of the credits that people give as we've done all the post-examination. I know it's not your kind of show, but Succession, that they stopped at four seasons. They went, we told the story. That's it. We're done. We, 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 we get we can make more money or find this next thing or whatever. But it was like, no, when you going in, this is we didn't know exactly how it was ending, but this is how it was ending. And we got to it and we're calling it a day and we're wrapping and we're moving on to other things. We'll take it with us in some way, but we're not we're not going to let this go one, two seasons too much and then let it just go down the drain from there. There's there's a lot of strength in that to go. Nope. Story's over. Let's go. Yeah, there there's. As an artist, when you feel like, hey, you've finished it, you should turn it loose and walk away, even though there's more money to make. I mean, Breaking Bad ran a lot of danger with that last season and then hit a home run. So you pulled it off. But it was like, you know, that could have been a four-season tight, tighter show. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. You'd probably been okay had it stopped season two earlier, but, you know, it's okay. I still haven't watched it. I'm going to watch it. It's on my it's on my list. But watch what? Succession. No, no, oh, I was not breaking bad. Oh, oh no, I was done with I breaking bad. I was saying that oh, it still no, no. hit the last season. No, done. When they could have probably stopped a season earlier and they didn't. They could have. Yeah, it should have. That was a man, that thing. <laughs> God. Did you at least appreciate the final season for what it was? Yeah, I mean, could, could I, it, you? Yeah, I appreciated it, but I was glad it was coming to an end. I was counting down episodes. Like it was unlike other shows. You're like, man, I can't believe this is going to be over. It's like, oh, thank God, this is the last one. <laughs> I, did, I I watched that show doing marathon training. I know. I mean, I was so conditioned for the marathon. You could have thrown anything at me on that first marathon because I was ready, man. After watching, I was mentally prepared. We th- Jeffrey and I thought we had lost you when you're like a few episodes from the end and the kid dies and you the went, kid doesn't I- die they kill the kid well right there I mean spoiler alert I mean totally yeah, come on come on I was like man I'm, I'm I done. thought we had lost you I-, I wasn't sure we were going to get you through to the end at that point I thought that might have been it well had I not promised that I would finish it that would have been the end. It took me a minute, and I had to build my resolve back up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this. But by the end, you just hated all the characters. Hated them all. You had to watch a lot of The Office during oh, t- those last couple tons, of to get through it. Tons. Thank yeah. God for The Office. 
Had it been a thing back then, Neil, Mike would should have uh, checked out BetterHelp. Podcast brought to you in part by BetterHelp. And you're at your best. When you're at your best, you can do great things. Sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed, like you're not showing up in the way you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you, even breaking bad. Done therapy. Neil's done therapy. It's a great way to uh, get somebody who got preconceived notions. Somebody that uh, has a clean slate. You get to talk to them. It's not family or friends. Those people can be healthy, but some, I mean helpful, but sometimes they have their own ideas and opinions. You need somebody that's just there for you. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, and affordable. It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. You can turn your video camera on, off, whatever is best for you with BetterHelp. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MPW. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health sustained energy, immune system support, and I just hate taking pills. I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves and covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is uh, why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing each morning, done. I also like that it costs $3 a day, Pretty good. If you ask me, it's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Uh, that's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. We're brought to you by Lake Hill Motors in uh, Corinth, Mississippi. Check out their zero-turn Bobcat mowers. They've got a complete line of mowers ranging from the entry-level residential ZT2000 with a cutting speed of 7 miles per hour to the top-of-the-line commercial ZT7000 with a mowing speed of 13 miles per hour. All Bobcat mowers come with the trademarked tough deck cutting system constructed with a heavy-gauge fabricated steel for durability and improved vacuum lift, providing a reliable, perfectly manicured finish every time. The Bobcat is priced below MSRP, comes with a three-year warranty, and currently Bobcat is offering 0% financing for 60 months or up to $2,000 discounts for cash purchases or financing regular rates. Get $100 off if you mention that you heard about it on the podcast. Contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-781-6918. Or uh, visit him in person, 2003 Highway 72 East Annex in Corinth. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got in bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. And the College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In uh, Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. I tell you about Comer Heating and Air and Southern Air Conditioning and Heating all the time, how they have different names, but the same great people, the same great products, and the same great services. We had a AC issue over the weekend. It was a holiday weekend. Uh, there were 
people, I'm sure that they were stressed. We had a problem pop up on a uh, late on a Saturday. They showed up on Sunday, worked on it, then came back yesterday, worked on it some more. It's the kind of service that you only get from people like Comer and Southern. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in North Mississippi, the Memphis, Hernando area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer medicine. If your prescription is the same day each month, take care of you. Also, we'll transfer your medications from one of those big box pharmacies. Let instead go with a community pharmacy you can trust. 662-236-222 in Oxford, Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. And remember, they have their uh, med packs. They will individually package out your medication for the time or day that you need it. So again, 662-236-2222. I, I'm, I'm getting off the TV thing in a second. I mean, multiple people mentioning Scholar White. I get it. Definitely there in a way, but it shows you the power of television and the way that you can watch somebody move through is that us rooting for Walter White is a really sick thing when you get to the bottom of it. Like, completely throwing Skyler under the bus is not fair in any ways if we get off the fact that simply Walter was our protagonist and we wanted him to win because he's who we followed the entire time. I mean, he is one evil, sick dude by the end of this series. Yeah, Skylar didn't sign up for any of that. Come on. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, no. I mean, Skylar. She even stood by him in a way through some of it. Like, I mean. She just hit the point of no return. Like, okay, that that's yeah. it. That's that's it. That's the bridge too far. And by then, everybody's cheering for Walter. Not really sure why. There was a lot there. Which is why the show's so good. I mean, we're rooting for Walter against Hank in the last few episodes. It's like, hold on a minute, hey, hand up. Like, uh, can we can we compare the moral fiber of these people real quick before we before we do this? I just just got questions. That's all. Yeah, I mean, and shut up about spoilers. It's been out like ten years. Yeah, stop. I mean, we, in in a in a sane world, everybody's cheering for Hank over Walter. like me watching the x-files and getting mad somebody ruined it for me um you know i mean i i get it i mean i did the same thing i mean i'm almost kind of like rooting for doors i know you're trying to bait me he goes i mean she cheated on him i mean yeah okay (laughs) it's true again there's a lot there Unintentional comedy or actually intentionally comedy, though. Like, the episode where they basically kill Benicky or whatever was one of the funnier things when he slips on the rug and falls and the whole deal. I mean, it's... it's I guess he didn't die, but, yeah. I mean, it... it uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, let's go to some lighter topics. We've talked about Titanic sinkings and bad characters and, and whatnot. Uh, yes, Walter did have cancer. That is very true. He was just trying to... He's trying to provide for his family. Okay, that's that's a good point. Yes. As G says he did not sign up for that. It's true. Very, very true. It's a good point. There's a lot. Again, <laughs> there's a lot there. It's the scene from Bull Durham when they're all on the mound. They're dealing with a lot of shit right now. There's a lot going on. That's actually true. Ross from Friends is a terrible human being. He is. He, he's, he's, he's awful. I mean, he's, he's, he should actually be a Seinfeld character. 
they should move him to the other show and let them all just get give everything to everybody. He's got Jennifer Aniston in her prime, and he's still kind of like moaning about life. It's like, dude, that's Jennifer Aniston. They're on a break now. In her prime. Could have just stayed in the apartment and groveled that night instead of going out and finding Copy Girl. Like, could have, could have just. Just celebrate the moment. Yeah. All right. Chris Beard, basketball uh, story up at rebelgrove.com. Cam Scott, five star uh, video interview. You should check that out. Um, And on some other top rated guys as well, LeBron, uh, LeBaron. How do we pronounce his last name? Is it Fulon? I think it's. Felon, who is interestingly interestingly transferring to uh, Link Academy up in Missouri, a team that is coached by uh, our friend Bill Armstrong, who has been loosely linked and sometimes not so loosely linked to uh, Chris Beard's potential staff, assuming that the NCAA ruling regarding Bill comes down quasi-favorable. So... I, I I didn't it wasn't lost on me that that's where he transferred. I wasn't you think I, that potentially says something. I, I think it potentially says something. It, it 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 now look, Bill could end up on someone else's staff and he could take the prospect with him. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I don't think it was a straight line. And that's why I didn't choose to write about it, because if you write about it, people go it ends up at fill in the blank you. People say, well, you said he was coming to Ole Miss. No, I, I didn't. I just put put a mark, highlighted that section of the of the page. Just highlighted something. So I'd remember to go back and look at it, that kind of thing. Beard, obviously, with tons of college basketball connections, was in a lot of prospects when he was the head coach of Texas. Um, very much known for, I mean, one of the first times, maybe the the first time period um, that Ole Miss basketball has been the target of guys wanting to talk to Ole Miss or wanting to talk to Beard or being linked where the player is to some level reaching out or being um, excited by the the Ole Miss program. Um, where do you kind of see this thing? I mean, you know, in the past, because I just, I mean, in, in all the ways we talk about history, when I say it doesn't matter, I mean, we mean it in a lot of ways, but I'm talking about even like comparing it to previous staffs or anything else. You know, AK completely changed his recruiting strategy after going 0 for 3 that season. You know, they put so much work into Johnny O'Brien and Kai Madden and uh, Andre Hollis that uh, that year. And then after that, it became more international. It became, hey, you can't do it this way for whatever reason. Whether it The reason was they didn't have enough money. Getting Ole Miss. The reason yeah. was money. They ran, you know, they ran into some, uh, you know, some some negative things that they could not help. Uh, there was a lot there, and then shifted. Um, this is a more traditional situation here. Ole Miss feels pretty good about its NIL. It seems it seems that Beard has done a lot himself to secure what he can from an NIL standpoint. I mean, where do you? If I'm setting some stock prices here, where do you sort of set? What is the baseline for Ole Miss and in traditional recruiting from a college basketball standpoint right now? Um, I've said this repeatedly. I've been consistent about it. Chris Beard will win and will win big at Ole Miss. Now, that does not mean that he will win big at Ole Miss this coming season. 
and the people that judge anything on what happens with this coming season, you're just not being realistic. But I do think he's going to land big-time recruits here because he lands big-time recruits everywhere he ever goes. He knows how to do it. He is a, uh, a survivor in, in, in his sport, like a lot of the really good coaches, including several coaches in, in the league. And um, he's already kind of figured out the lay of the land. And I'm not saying they're going to get the kids we're talking about. I'm not saying they're not. I'm, I'm, as I wrote on the message board, I'm, I'm really trying to avoid the prediction business because people just – hardcore fans do not do well with prediction nuance. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I just stay away from it. He's going to land big-time recruits. He's going to win. He's going to win big. I don't know whether that's going to take two years or three years or four years or whatnot. But he is going to win big. He's going to win big, in my opinion, to the point that I think some people are going to go, you know what, this this might be a more – there might be more return on my investment when I put money into basketball as opposed to other sports. Well, look, just – School X, forget what the school is. In general, it is easier to win at high-level college basketball than high-level college football. It yeah. takes less money. It takes less infrastructure. I mean, if a school goes, hey, we just are going to go all in no matter what on men's basketball, you can win. You absolutely can win. Well, I mean, this way – many schools didn't want to do that because, I mean, look, it's not going to pay anywhere near a bill that football pays. Right, but if we're just talking about the money necessary to recruit at a high level, yeah, if you have other infrastructure in place, which Ole Miss mostly does, maybe all the way does, frankly, then yeah, it's doable. Yes, it's it's very well. I mean, look, the Denver Nuggets just won a, a world championship in the NBA with one great player, one almost great player, and then a bunch of guys around them in a supporting cast that's how they won and they won uh you know they the milwaukee bucks won a championship a few years back with a great player a couple of really good players and a supporting cast that made sense you it's how you went i mean i grew up in ruston i've told this story many times i watched louisiana tech go to the sweet 16 and came one Wayman Tisdale three away from the Elite Eight. And Louisiana Tech had a forward named Carl Malone, who they built around, and then they had some good pieces. They had Willie Simmons was a really good college player, Rennie Bailey, Wayne Smith, those guys. I still remember those guys. That was a good college team, but they had a great player. And if you have a great player in basketball and you surround him with good players and a good system, you can win. So... Yeah, I mean, I again, I, I just don't think I, – I think it's inevitable that Beard wins big at Ole Miss. I don't know how long it takes. And I can almost sense that, like, this season, if they are eighth in the SEC or ninth in the SEC, people are going to be bitching about it. it it's a total roster rebuild in a short period of time with a lot of unknowns and, and trying to get established. I, anybody that judges year one, given what's – all had to be done. I just don't think they're being fair. Maybe most people won't. I don't know. But 
I think it's going to be a no. I don't even know the roster yet. Setting a baseline expectation is impossible until I know what Musa Cisse and, and Brandon Murray are from an eligibility standpoint. And frankly, until I see the entire roster, I mean, I, I don't, they still have a point guard issue. Yeah. Even with Jamal Murray. For sure. Brandon Murray. He wishes he had Jamal Murray. That would be cool. I've done it too. I've, uh, I've messed him up. I've, <laughs> I think if you told Chris Beard that he could have Jamal Murray, he'd say, we're in the tournament. We're, we're there. It's all good. Because Jamal Murray would dominate the, the SEC. Man, he would light it on fire. It, it, I, I don't. And you also I was don't, thinking of Jalen Murray, actually, yeah. the point guard. Sorry. You also uh, don't know what the rest of the league's going to look like. You don't know... You know what is is Kentucky even going to be able to field a team? You know what are they going to what are they going to look like? Um, you know, there's just just a lot of unknowns at this point. But I think they're going to be much better. I think the product on the court is going to be um one that people are going to enjoy. What I was looking at was, I mean, you know, the one year that Beard has been a head coach, he has not made his tournament. Um, are they tournament? Sorry, I was thinking about across different levels. It was Texas Tech, and I mean, it did take him a minute. I mean, you look at it. Year one at Texas Tech, eighteen and fourteen, six and twelve in the Big Twelve, six and twelve, tied for seventh. Now, at that point, he had none of the experience he has now. He had not been at Texas Tech, and not been at Texas. I mean, had not been anywhere near the name that he is in college basketball. And then in year two, went to the Elite Eight, and year three, finished second in the country. But he did go 6-12 and 12 in the Big 12 in year one. Yeah. I, I think Ole Miss will do better than 6-12. and 12. But look, I mean, if you told me they went 8-10 and 10 or 9-9, nine and nine, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. The league's tough. They're really good teams. Like Alabama just got the Nelson, uh, the forward, I think his name is Grant Nelson from North Dakota, who fits into that roster and suddenly makes them in- incredibly viable. Um, Tennessee's going to be good. I think Florida's going to be good. I'm a big fan of, of Golden, and and they've done well in, in the, the portal as well. Um, it's kind of Auburn's going to be a good team. Arkansas's going to be a good team. Missouri's going to be a good team. You know, it's just it's it's a it's a really good league, and and you can Vanderbilt's going to be a good team when you really? Vanderbilt. Yeah, I mean they were good last year. They just you know by the end Texas A and M's going to be an elite team. It's just a, it's a tough league, and so you know I, I don't know how the schedule lays out. There's going to be, we'll see. I I just think, but if you told me that I would set the over under today, not knowing anything else, at eight wins, maybe eight and a half league wins. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be a fair place. I think eight and a half would be my number today. I think that'd be fair because if you put it any higher than that, I would just go under because that's just the bargain play. And if they get both those guys eligible and whatever, then maybe I up it a little. And if they don't, then you go, hmm, got a, got a hole here. Because Brandon Murray can do some things nobody else can do Yeah, on that rock. Well, look, if, if those two guys aren't eligible and the Woodbury thing doesn't come to fruition, at some point you're just not a very deep team. You're just counting on a very small handful of guys and you have an injury or something happens. Suddenly you, you just can't get to the finish line. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is the window situation with the portal? I mean, is it essentially over? I mean, who are they waiting on that could be even added at this point? Don't hold me to this. For some reason, I, I thought I read July the 15th. But I'll be, I'll be honest here. There's so many portal things that are confusing to me that I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I remember hearing that you basically have till the end of the summer to put your roster together. There's some sort of thing within league, inside the league that may have already passed. I don't know. He's still got some time. I guess if they got bad news on portal guys, I don't know whether you carry those guys on your roster forward or if you scramble and try to add more pieces. I can't imagine there's a whole lot left in the portal that would be helpful. They were looking at that forward from where? St. John's? Or my, uh, Seton Hall. And I've reached out to him Hall. and he, he has not responded, which may not mean anything. In, in, in fact, it probably doesn't mean anything yeah um we know they're going to play a game in biloxi against southern miss this season um again it's what beard does he's trying to play a game in tad smith they think it's probably doable there are some things in tad smith that definitely i mean the school there's no scoreboard up i mean there's lots of things that kind of whatever for one game but and um no we have not heard anything about who would they would potentially play or anything else but i think it'd be a neat one off I'm, i'm 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 all in uh, let's 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 do it. Uh, yeah, just look. It's all like Kiffin at the beginning, except somebody with, frankly, more. I mean, who's been at a higher level um, from a winning standpoint, or at least more consistent. Uh, yeah, sure. Just 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 enjoy it. I mean, everybody keeps going. Oh God, what about this school and this school? He hadn't coached a game yet. I mean, see where it goes. I mean, if they if he does big things and wins, I mean, you can pay him more money, and it ends up being where's he going? Other than Kansas or Kentucky or North Carolina or something. I mean, just chill out. It's going to be all right. Yeah, I don't get you the know. angst on that. I, I really don't. For for Chris Beard, given what happened in Austin and how that ended, for him to do so well at Ole Miss, for him to get a job that's, quote, better than Ole Miss, like one of the blue blood jobs, he's got to win pretty damn big at Ole Miss to justify it for some of those blue blood places that could conceivably kind of hire whoever they want. Multiple sweet 16s are better. And if he does that, well then, and he leaves, if it's me and I'm Ole Miss, I help him pack his bags and I throw him a parade out the door because now I can go tell people it can be done here. See, because right now, before this, people look at it and go, I don't know that you can do it there. 
Because no matter what anybody wants to think, I keep waiting for one person to pop up in the in the chat. Um, inside that field, both Andy Kennedy and Kermit Davis are wi- widely and wildly respected. Okay? And neither one of them were able to get Ole Miss to that place with any degree of consistency at all. And so there is a probably a, a, a sense in, in college basketball coaching circles of, I don't know, man, I don't know if you can do it. But if Beard does it, yes, Beard's an elite coach. He did it at Texas Tech. He, he, he won big at Little Rock. But if he does it, that narrative goes away where you can absolutely go see it. it, it it's, it's doable. You can do it at Ole Miss. He did it. If it gets done, you can do it. Frankly, it's Hugh Freeze's biggest gift to Ole Miss. He did it. He took Ole Miss to access bowls. You, you can you can do it at Ole Miss. Is it harder? Sure. But you can do it. If the day ever comes if the day ever comes that Mike Bianco leaves, I guess it will because Father Time gets everybody. No. Uh, any per- prospective coach well, you can win a national championship at Ole Miss. How do I know it's been done? Mm-hmm. It, it got done. It's the power of the LSU job, right? In 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 baseball and in, in football, that job's attractive because people look at it and go, "He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. I could do it. It's it's doable. It's can't argue that it can't be done." That's to me the the. No matter how it ultimately ends, I get that's just an angst thing. I but at the same time, I'm I'm not sure I completely understand it. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, there are two facts. Ole Miss is historically the worst basketball program in the SEC. Okay. What happened for the overwhelming majority of those seasons is not relevant in today's college basketball in any way whatsoever. No. None. Not yeah. even one ounce of it is relevant. How much NIL do you have? What are your facilities like? Who's your coach? What's your talent base? And how do you recruit? Okay, cool. You know, I mean, and what league do you play in? They've got a big plus there. If you had had transfer portal and NIL back when Kennedy was here, when they moved to the pavilion, it probably would have gone a little differently. Yeah, I think AK would have been good in the portal for sure. Yeah, he's he's good in the portal at UAB. He, he would have been good in the yeah. portal here. Uh, you know, but he didn't have that. They didn't have portal, and they just didn't have any money to go pay players, and that's why they lost a lot of recruiting battles. Yeah. And that's why he ultimately shifted to a different – he kind of actually did the portal. He brought in guys who transferred, and they set a city year, and then he went and got mm-hmm. international players and tried to build it in a non-traditional way. Well, I mean, look, it hit on Moody and it hit on a lot of other guys. And then when it went downhill, it didn't hit on DeAndre Burnett and Cullen Neal and those guys. And yeah. That's what that's what happened. Yeah. Burnett was uh, Burnett was a big miss. That was and he'll he'll tell you that. And then and then the second mistake was letting Bill Armstrong leave and hiring Raheem Lockhart. That turned out to not go well. Nothing against any of the people involved. It just turned out to be a mistake. Spring is in full swing. Summer's right around the corner. Heavenly Sunshine Property would like to take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living spaces. Regular maintenance is the key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home or business. And one of the most effective ways to maintain your home or business is through power washing. 
Some of the key benefits include curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment, and it also saves you time and money. They've been serving the Mid-South for over four decades. That includes the Oxford area. And their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact Heavenly Sunshine today and get ready to enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. That's HeavenlySunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate and use code NPW10 for a 10% discount. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, Dead Soxy, best socks you'll put on your feet. Just go to uh, DeadSoxy.com. Promo code REBELGROVE and get 25% off all non-licensed products. Again, DeadSoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. Brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, home to the 401k advisory services team. Uh, Get in touch with them. And they'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle on uh, the podcast. And uh, they'll take care of you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget, and he will uh, take care of you. He'll come up with ideas that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And if you're heading to Oxford, especially if you're uh, thinking about a company dinner, a festive party event, uh, don't forget about OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's the perfect place to uh, host those kinds of events. It's also uh, great food, fabulous libations. It's uh, 601-421-7147 if you want to get in touch with Jeannie to talk about your event. OPA can accommodate up to 200 guests. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, 662-238-3159. Uh, saw it mentioned in the thread a little while ago. Yeah, not just uh, we, we said yesterday it was a matter of time. I did not know that I would have thought it was yesterday, but the uh, the Jello shot record is LSU's. They went all the way up to uh, twenty one thousand even before their game um, against Wake Forest last night. Ole Miss had the record at eighteen thousand seven hundred. Um, the uh, the key blow in that being uh, raising Kane CEO. I forget his name. He uh, he bought six thousand uh, shots in Rocco's yesterday. Um, Thirty thousand. Uh, Hope he brought his game changer uh, patches, man. That's a lot. 
Damn. <laughs> yeah, the 30 uh 30,000 dollars worth of shots. He also set the Guinness Book of World Record for most uh shots for like a round of shots at the bar. Um so that is now uh the CEO of Raising Canes, his record that is breaking a record of 5,000 something shots that was previously held by Merle Haggard at a bar. So there is your uh what happened there in the uh in the in the in the, in the Rocco's last night and went up to, like I said, 21,000 pre LSU game. I do not know if they returned uh, to, to drown sorrows or to uh, still drink following the game with shots or not as uh, Wake Forest beats LSU three, two last night in their winner's bracket game. And uh, the college world series, Wake Forest in Florida, the two teams that are two and O LSU plays Tennessee up next uh, in an elimination game. Tennessee eliminated the trees yesterday. That's not a shock. Stanford just does not play well in that the last few years that we have uh, seen them there. And then uh, Oral Roberts and TCU are in the other loser bracket game. The winner of that will have to beat the Gators twice uh, to move into the championship round. So Wake Forest and Florida are the uh, the two are in, in, in the best shape here. I mean, you're going to give LSU some chance of coming back through it just because of the way they hit um, as teams get deeper into their, uh, their pitching staffs. But Wake Forest really held up last night. Ty Floyd was great for LSU. I mean, it was a fantastic fastball. He was damn near perfect for six innings, and Wake just kind of waited it out and waited it out and waited it out and took advantage of a couple mistakes and then got the key hit there in uh, the sixth or seventh inning or whatever it was um, to uh, do that, and they took the lead in the bottom of the eighth. So um, Wake played well last night, beat LSU again. LSU – not a lot of pitching depth outside of Paul Skeens, as most teams in the country. So it, it, it did rear its ugly head, even though it was only 3-2. At some point, that's on your offense. I'm just happy for the people at Rocco's. It was a nice idea. Someone came up with that idea. You know what we should do is have a jello shot thing, and we'll just have a board. We'll keep up with it, and it's taken off. Good for them. My second question is when someone orders 5,000 jello shots, someone in the back goes, are we really doing all 5,000? I mean, is anyone counting? How does that work? I mean, I have – those are my, my questions. Because you run into a distribution problem because you know, I know even last year it caught them off guard, but they didn't have enough. So, I mean, what did Rocco's plan for? It was obviously a lot. They knew LSU was going to break the record. They knew it was going to be a thing. And, I mean, look, every year as it's more and more of a thing, some school is going to try to do this, especially with them giving charity now. Frankly, it might even be a freaking tax deduction last night. Um. I don't really know what that looks like, but I do wonder just sort of like what the back is, where they have a warehouse off to the side somewhere. Like what are they doing for that level of jello shots? Cause yeah, there, I mean, there weren't that many people in the bar. You can't literally hand out 5,000 jello shots. Yeah. I, I have. Which also should not allow you to break the record for Merle Haggard. If Merle <laughs> did distribute 5,000 shots inside whatever establishment that was. <laughs> I have much more. I have much more interest in the whole Jello shot story than I do. Really, anything else related to the College World Series at this point, and that's no no knock on college baseball, or the, but I'm genuinely fascinated in the whole Jello shot thing. That would be a fun story to work on. To sit down and talk to them right now, they'd be like, "We don't have time to talk to you," but to go back and discuss, all right, what did, how logistically, how did that, how did that work? What'd that look like? And did you know at like 9 a.m. in the morning that that guy was going to come in and do that? Yeah, were you tipped off that, hey. You, CEO of Canes is going to be here. We're going to do this thing. He's going to order 6,000 Jello shots. Is that possible for you? Like, do you have that many molds and whatnot? 
And then what's the problem? Well, no, they're uh, they're they're already. It's come from a company that are pre-made. Oh, okay. Never never you mind. See, there you go. Packing boxes oh. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I got deep into this for the book last year. It, it, they're oh. they're all pre-made, like whatever. Um, because I mean, it's almost like Smokey and the Bandit. They had to like rush them in from Pennsylvania or something, oh. or like whatever the company is that makes. I forget what it's called. It's like Slurp or something like that. Oh, okay. See, all this time I've been assuming they were back there making Jello shots. No, 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 no. They are completely prepackaged Jello shots in different colors. Oh, based dude. on what you're. Even more genius. Kudos to Rocco's <laughs> man. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, the, the you buy them in bulk for like a dollar fifty a piece, or a dollar a piece, or fifty cents a piece, or whatever the hell it is, and you charge five bucks. I'm and just, you're just unloading them out of the boxes. I'm. If I ever go to Omaha, I'm going to Rocco's. Just salute. Genius. Somebody said he bought them online. Well, okay, even better. I mean, they still had to hand them out or whatever they had to do inside the place. I don't know. I have not looked at Rocco's infrastructure on how this is possible this year. Yeah. All the dude did was come up with, but you're right, it was completely genius, but come up with a scoreboard Mm -hmm. to take advantage of sports fans and something easy like a jello shot that you can have ahead of time. Um... I mean, he should be running like marketing for some major corporation at this point. Because I mean, it is it is simple and it is genius all in all in once. Is there much alcohol in them, or are they pretty tame? I, I would assume they're pretty tame. Yeah. I mean, come on, in some point, it becomes a safety thing if people are just going to sit here and order as many as possible, trying to break a record. Well, that's kind of what I was. That's kind of what I was wondering. I mean, they can't have Everclear in them. That would seem like a problem. <sighs> yeah, been there, done that. The baseball games have been remarkably good. I know most people don't care, and Ole Miss obviously had a bad season, but I think all but two or something have been decided by one run, and I think every game so far in the tournament has been decided by 11 total runs, something like that. I mean, it's been a lot of really close games late. Um, well, you have to be good. good. You have to be good to get there. That's the thing. You just – bad teams don't get to Omaha. I mean, I know this is a duh thing, but they don't. You just don't. You don't get that far without being pretty solid teams. So, yeah, it stands to reason the, the games are going to be good. It's a remarkably cool venue. I mean, I've never been there, but I've watched on TV, and it's cool. It's um, I, I'm not surprised that the games were good. The games last year were really good. Most most of the games last year, with a couple of exceptions, were, were really competitive, high-level games. I think it would be really cool if Wake won. I guess I'm kind of pulling for them. I picked Florida basically the first week of the season, and I still think they're going to win it. However, um, I just think they're the best team. I do too. Offensively, they're just so versatile and deep, and they got enough arms. It just, it, it just, and they're in an easier bracket. I mean, I'd much rather deal with TCU or Oral Roberts with a loss than I would LSU coming back through this thing. I mean, LSU can stress Wake with their offense. I've probably watched Florida 25 times this year, and their lineup is just versatile is the right word. They can become explosive. They're very good at working pitch counts. They're just a very disciplined kind of professional team. They're they're really solid. He's he's done a really good job with that, getting them to where they are. I, I agree with you. They're the favorite to win the championship. And given some of the stuff that has been around that program to be at this place is 
I mean, tip of the hat to being focused, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, I just have a hard time going further than that. <laughs> right, he's focused. I mean, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I can't compliment you more than that. It's okay. Good job. I guess you're you're, you're still. You... It's a weird dynamic because he is a hell of a coach. He has plenty of whatever outside of that, and his players don't even seem to like him that much. Yet they win and just keep winning. Yeah, keep winning. Yeah, just keep winning. Just makes you, it makes you question some things about life and the world, but it is what it is. Got to. Yeah. He built a good team, and they're focused. I, that's as far as I'm willing to go. Um, Jackson said, and I'll take his word for it, because I have not researched this again since Ole Miss last year. He said, Rocco's bought a bunch of Juvu makers. It's a case that can make 600 jello shots. Okay. Yeah, that, sure. Yeah. Um, again, I'm super interested in the whole jello shot thing. I really am, because what happens if you – don't order enough and you can't get enough in. Do you have to make more? If someone comes in and goes, I'll buy 10,000. Do you actually have they to make 10,000? last year to themed shots when they had a gap in production. Okay. They changed it to alcohol shots of some type. Gotcha. I mean, I doubt they were just pouring Jack in a shot glass, but they had some sort of something that they cooked up at that point. Gotcha. Uh, Jackson City's up there. Congratulations. Enjoy. Uh yeah wow Skeen's got all the way up to minus two eighty against Tennessee from a betting standpoint. LSU almost a three to one favorite in one baseball game because Skeen's was pitching, and it hit. Yeah. LSU won ten against Tennessee today, so that shows you a gambling impact for Skeen's is one hundred seventy bucks per one hundred dollars bet. Yeah, I mean breaking, he's really good. He's going to go third. He's going to go third. Yeah, I think you take the hitters first. What else you got? I'm just thinking. I mean, I'm still thinking on that for a second because he, he's got so less wear and tear than everybody else because he was basically was a catcher and just sort of pitched on the side. I mean, he's going to tear at some point because everybody does, but just kind of, I don't know. All right, while we're talking college baseball, the third assistant thing kicks in July 1, I think. Yeah. What's uh, How's that going to affect the sport? I, yeah, I wrote this down this morning as a topic because I don't have a lot of answers or really a hot take. I mean, I wrote yesterday that it goes into effect starting July 1st, uh, still about 12 days away. Ole Miss has an ad up right now for their assistant baseball coach job. Um all signs point toward Ole Miss keeping or promoting or whatever word you want to use, Chris, Chris Cleary, who's been their third assistant um, for the last several years. He came into the program as a director of operations. He was at Butler and Creighton as an assistant coach prior to the time with the Rebels. And uh, when I asked Mike about it, when I sat down with him, he said that, yes, clearly they're going to pay more and those are huge deals and you get benefits retirements. But he wanted to talk about the things that that allows to happen because suddenly you have another guy out in recruiting, you have another guy making phone calls. You can do more than simply show kids around when they're on campus or do on-campus recruiting because that's what a volunteer's roles were limited to was completely on campus um, at that point. And uh, he had a quote that has been dissected a good bit on the board about you essentially hire 
the right people and passionate people, and then you teach them what you need to teach them. Um, I want to see what the league does because I, I, I've been a little shocked in some ways. You know, I, I asked some people yesterday. I kind of told some people what Mike said. I asked if they had read the story, and a lot of people agreed with his decision. Um, agreed with the fact that you reward or promote or do whatever, and if you believe in the person as a, as a coach and whatever, you don't do anything else because. There's two schools to this. There is one that says, okay, you've got your staff you like, and you just because you can pay more, you're just moving up the guy for at least a year, and you do all this kind of stuff. And then there's another side of it that is absolutely pragmatically true, is that if I'm paying $30,000 through camps and clinics on one side, and on the other side, I'm paying whatever these SEC schools are paying a third assistant. Let's just call it $100,000 for the heck of it. I'm paying $100,000 with benefits. Well, that is a completely different pool of coaches that are available for me. People who will take $30,000 with no benefits versus the lower level assistants or even hell, some high level assistants at smaller conferences that will take the $100,000 job and come work for me. Well, at some point, you're trying to better your staff and whatever that looks like, whether it be pitching coach to simply third assistant, whether that's a person that's great at recruiting or dynamic in the off campus or scouting whatever that is, I just kind of want to see what teams do because, you know, it's going to prove my in that story yesterday one way or the other. If all 14 teams simply promote their volunteers and give them more money and don't make any changes, then you go, okay, that's where everybody was at and that's where the industry and the program sat. If 12 teams go, nope, 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 we're cutting that cat and going out to find the best pitching or hitting or recruiting coach we can find and what's that going to look like because we have more money and we're going to go play hardball and get in the arms race – then that's going to decide it too. So it's more of just putting kind of folding the the dog ear down on the page in the book and going, hmm, he had a really strong quote as far as what he felt. And I don't know where it's going to fall because I don't know what everybody else is doing. I, I think it's just one of those deals that it's going to take two or three weeks to see that if he is an anomaly and it's weird and it's a another sign of lack of change in some ways. And again, this is not about Chris Cleary at all. So don't take it that way. Um, or, yeah, you absolutely, everybody's just moving on with the standard of way they do business. And I, I don't know where it's going to fall, but I, I found that and my ears kind of turned sideways yesterday and went, hmm, that's that's something to kind of follow to see what SEC's programs do with this position. You would know much more than I would. I just, I have no clue what anyone else will do. Obviously, yeah. if other people... I mean, you know what I mean, though? If sure. I can pay 100 and I can pay 30, that's a different ballpark, ball game. Yeah, and, and look, if you look around the league and, and Tennessee and Florida and LSU and Texas A&M take that third assistant position and turn it into something, and mm-hmm. and again, I'm being totally hypothetical, and Ole Miss doesn't, and those teams win and Ole Miss doesn't, yeah, it's going to be an indictment. But look, next season... The program next year is not hinging on who the third assistant is. Not even a little in, bit. In shape, form, or fashion whatsoever. If they're good next year, it won't be because of what they did with the third assistant. And if they're bad next year, it won't be because of what they didn't do with the third assistant. It just won't. Yeah. Now, that'll be a talking point because it'll be emotional, but it won't be based in reality. The reality is if if they're bad next year, it will be – 
it will be because they didn't develop the right people. They didn't recruit the right guys. They just didn't have enough players. If they're good next year, it will be because they fixed some of the things that they, 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 they found some answers in the portal. And as you wrote, they developed young players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the, the number one thing is when, and I let Mike talk about him in a story this morning, people said he was making excuses. That's not for me to decide either way. My job is to ask him and then write what he says. Um, that's up at rebelgrove.com. What happens with Grayson Sonier, Sam DeCoyan, and JT Quinn is going to decide so much of next season. They are freshmen that threw at least 30 innings. They need to improve. They need to get better. And if they do that, Ole Miss has at least one, two starters. And if they don't, then they're in trouble, regardless of what the portal looks like as this thing moves forward. So, anyway, a few other things after the break. First, tell you about Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from New Orleans-style barbecue and the signature to the full meals in a bag, the French Quarter Alfredo, the garlic herb butter. We've even got Simply Shrimp that you can season yourself, maybe a more discerning palate, maybe great for kids there with that option. You can have it for lunch. You can throw it on top of a salad. It can be a great snack or make it part of your dinner as well. Let Prime Shrimp help you. You can also order it online. You can get it at primeshrimp.com. Five different pouches, 25% off with code RG, code RG, primeshrimp.com. Or if you're in a Rouse's market, they have those available as well, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, wherever they are. Again, that's code RG with PromShrimp.com. We're brought to you by Service Spe- Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Look, if you're looking for a job, uh, you need to hit up the people at Service Specialist. It's always free for the person looking for the job. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, it's hard to do. Service Specialist can help. Keep in mind that... Payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the free, I'm sorry, get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment including implants and Invisalign Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals schedule your appointment today take the first step toward a better version of yourself it's CorinthDental.com and we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm it's a 38 acre 32 stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton Mississippi two sand rings a grass ring miles of wooded trails there's a lot offered at Southern Traditions Farm horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced uh, lessons that allow you to compete in nationally recognized competitions it's all there at Southern Traditions Farm it's also a great venue for uh, get-togethers corporate events get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm Uh, sorry. No, I, I agree. I agree with it. Somebody in this thread saying, uh, let's see Turkey saying Rebus coming back is probably more important. Look, getting Xavier Rebus back would be huge. I mean, you look at really his raw numbers and he had a nice season. It was in a D2 to D1 transfer year, um, in a, in a transition year for him. I, I think that's big. There's just, look, you can try to buy him out of any draft possibility. You can do whatever from an IL standpoint. I mean, having him back is tremendous. But that's not necessarily development. The reason I, I, I pointed out those three guys is you for sure have them and you can't miss on those three for next season. Rebus, if you're just simply putting down what pitcher in a vacuum makes the most sense to help the most next year, it is Xavier Rebus for sure. 
um, because I don't know what to make of Hunter Elliott. I, I, it's just too early to even put any kind of percentages or guesses on what that looks like for next season. Um, it's a little weird, but that's where I'm at with that. And then uh, the freshmen with, with with those guys, like I said, you at least know, you, you know you have them. Revis is going to have some options, whether uh, he gets an NIL deal to stay with the Rebels, whether he decides to sign anyway. I don't know. It's just it's just hard to say at uh, at this point. I don't know what to make of that or uh, or not. And that's at every program in the country right now, or every good program in the country. They've got guys that they don't know whether they're going to come back or not. They don't know what they're going to lose in the draft or not. It's not in a vacuum. There's, I'm sure there's multiple guys at LSU, at Tennessee, at Florida, at South Carolina, at Texas A&M, at Arkansas, fill in the blank, that they might come back, they might leave, you don't know yet, you're still trying to plan around it, you, you might get blasted by the draft, you might escape the draft, there's, there's a lot there. Yes, that is, that is correct. Uh, Messi making his debut with uh, Inter-Miami July 21st. Anybody's just keeping up with that on a very general or specific level? July 21st, the uh, the number on that one. So heads up there. Um, both those College World Series games are happening today. 1 o'clock TCU Oral Roberts and 6 o'clock LSU and Tennessee. So that is elimination games in both sides. Um, t- TCU Oral Roberts, LSU, Tennessee. And, uh, and that one, they have been the, the the TV people have known what they were doing. They basically put the SEC big names at night every single day um, on that. I know they set the brackets, but they set the brackets the way they did for a reason. Yeah, of course. So, not, it's not dumb by any uh, stretch of imagination. I, we didn't mention this yesterday, and it's not worth more than 15 seconds, but <laughs> I felt really bad for Charlie Culberson and his dad at the Braves game. Did you see this? His yeah. dad was supposed to throw out the first pitch, and he gets, he gets sent down <laughs> instead. To make room, they end up having uh, Michael Harris's dad throw out the uh, the first pitch in a game that Michael Harris went five for five in. By the way, I think he's going to be all right. I think Michael Harris is going to have a career in baseball. He's going to be able to play for me. I think if I had a team, I told Tyler that I I really try hard to shift some of my loyalty to the Braves, and every time I kind of get there, something happens. This was wrong. You can't have it arranged for the kid's dad to throw out the ball, and then you demote him that day on Father's Day. Couldn't have waited a day? I, they said they had to bring up, was it a catcher? Ah, uh, whatever. No, it's somebody else for a day. Like, it's one game, you're in first place, it's going to be all right. Just It's Father's just Day. Do the human thing for a day. Yeah, it wasn't like a, come on, you just, can you imagine, like, I don't know the Culberson's family dynamic, but there were probably other people that were super excited about that day. And then to have it just ripped and wrong. Hey, they all count the same, Neil. You wouldn't expect them to not do it the last day of September, so you can't ask them to do it now. One sixty-two. They I, don't get. They don't get. They don't get ranked. I get it. The dog days are still days. Speaking of, if you kept up with the Cincinnati Reds, they are on fire. Brought Joey Votto back yesterday, but they have a bunch of young dudes. I think they've won nine in a row now. They swept Houston and Houston. They're they're. I think is that, it real? I mean, at some point, you're real. They're getting close. They have a lot of talented young players, and it's a bad division. I mean, the division's wide open for anybody and. 
That's the weirdest division as we get like six weeks or five weeks from the trade deadline. If you're Milwaukee, if you're Pittsburgh, if you're Cincinnati, if you're the Cubs, what do you do? I mean, Cincinnati's 38 and 35. They're now in first place in the National League Central, half game ahead of Milwaukee, three ahead of the Pirates, three and a half ahead of the Cubs, eight ahead of the Cardinals. Like, if you're the Cubs right now, you're 34 and 38. In any other division, you'd be buried and you'd be sellers. But can you sell when you're only three and a half out? But see, you don't really look at that, right? Don't you do what the Orioles did and go, hey, we're not going to be dumb here? Is I get that the Central sucks, but we're not winning the pennant. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm. That's the goal. It's not you. We, we don't get a ring. I mean, we do. You know what I mean? For yeah. winning the Central. That's not the goal. No, the goal is to win. And, and you have to ask, are we good enough to win? And the numbers say you're not. And so you sell, but man, when you're in a market, a big market, and Baltimore benefited from being in a small market and nobody expected anything. If you're the Brewers, for example, it's been a pretty loyal fan base. and They've come to your games, and you're 37 and 35, and realistically, you know you're not good enough. You don't have enough. But you, a lot of injuries. But you sell off. Corbin Burns and people like that, the message you send to your fan base is you better have a you better have really good communication skills when you do it. Because you're telling fans, we're asking for your money and we're not trying. Even though that's not it. You're the Cubs and you you trade Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger in five weeks for prospects. You better have a really good messaging. Uh, strategy to accompany those moves because the the message it sends to fans is is one that's not all that appetizing i have not followed them much but i just clicked on the standings i did not realize the marlins were 11 over 500 well they're good they, 42 and 31 the the kid that leads off of them areas or whatever his name is is he's back over 400 Getting kind of late into the season to be above four hundred. Phillies eight back, Mets twelve back, Nationals eighteen and a half back there, and then uh, as you're completely locked into this as it moves forward, five back of the Rangers, but the Los Angeles Angels with Shohei forty one and thirty three. They don't suck this year. What well, they're he, okay. He's not only the best player in baseball, not even arguable. We're getting into territory where you have to start looking at him. Are we in the middle of watching the best player in the history of the game? Yeah. That's that's where we are. When you look at what he does on a day-in, day-out basis, the fact that it's not national news, almost breaking, leading sports center, which I know is not really a thing anymore, but you know what I mean. That's if if I'm in New York with Major League Baseball, I'm like this. This guy might be the best player ever. He's 27, 28 right now. Got to figure out a way to make him a much bigger international name. He does. He, uh, he does stuff, Chase. That is, he will pitch, and you're like, this dude might be the best pitcher in the game, and then he'll hit, and you're like, he probably is the best hitter in the game. 
he um, the Athletic did a poll yesterday, or they've done it over the last week, so they just released it with MLB players asking a bunch of questions, and the majority of the players believe he will be a Dodger next season. I know it's not exactly a shocking answer, but just relevant there. As they pointed out this morning, Otani, uh, on a team that is eight games over five hundred, and they have Mike Trout, they don't suck. Mm-mm. He leads the Angels in runs, hits, triples, home runs, RBI, OPS, batting average, wins, strikeout, and war. It's incredible. It's incredible. I it mean, really is. It, it's. I'm, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, there's no. Offensively, he's on pace for hitting 300 with 52 home runs and an 1,015 OPS. Just remarkable. He had 46 bombs and 21, 34 last year, and his his career high OPS is 965. So that's sort of where it's at. As uh, does he does he become a bigger star with the Dodgers, or does he still suffer the whole West Coast thing? Uh, bigger, but still suffers West Coast in a way too. Yeah, I mean, Ginger's right. If only baseball games were actually on TV too, where people could watch him. I mean, it's almost damn impossible. You can't put their stuff on social media. They fight everything. I mean, they're killing themselves too. Absolutely killing themselves. Or they don't care because it's a regional sport. I don't know. Maybe they're the, maybe maybe they're the ones that are right. I mean, maybe they're making money. I get it, but you can be regional and national at the same time. Yes. You don't lose regionality by making the nation care more about your sport. The NBA is regional, but it's also national and international. And again, I just think this is this rare opportunity because he's an international player. He's not a superstar in, in Japan. He is the superstar in Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could... If I'm Major League Baseball, I desperately want him. I, I either want him on the East Coast or in the Central Time Zone. I guess the Dodgers work, but I got to figure out a way to market that and make him. I don't know. It's, it's a, maybe it's just a baseball thing. I it it's it's incredible to me that he's not more of a commercial sensation. That's interesting. Sammy in the stream saying Tokyo papers continue to say the Red Sox are the biggest challengers to the Dodgers. I don't know what to make of that. If I were Major League Baseball, I'd rather have him in Boston than Los Angeles. Yeah. Period. No, I, I mean, agree with that. You know, the other night, it was a Sunday night game, and it was the Red Sox and the and the, and the the Yankees, and everybody criticized it. And ESPN's response to the criticism was essentially what you would expect, which is, look, whenever we put that game on, we just get better numbers. So maybe you need him to be part of that rivalry. Well, that would be what they pick if they could just pick it. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, All right. Uh, Born tomorrow. We uh, find some more topics. Be back with you. Probably movies, TV series. Who knows? Uh, by the way, Waller yesterday picks uh, Florida over the uh, the other options. If I missed that from a recruiting standpoint, he, uh, he did choose the uh, the Gators. So For now. Heads up on that. Yeah. Uh, good point. No, signing day is not today. So. All right. Appreciate it on the stream, as always. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.